Uh, my name's Michelle. If we haven't met before, uh, you're like, where has she popped up from? Um, I spend a lot of my time at our Mero campus these days, but spent 19 years um, here at True North in Mullaloo. So it's always uh, just great fun to come and hang out with all the people I don't get to see as often these days. But to let you know, you can't tell the Mero campus but you guys have got the best campus pastor going. Would you agree? Would you agree? <laughs> pastor Phil, he's the best campus pastor going at the, and he's uh, just incredible leader, preacher, teacher, and a great friend, and I learned so much from him. Just a great uh, man of God that just is able to um, display that to all those people around them. So don't tell Merua, but you guys have got the best campus pastor going. But this morning, um, we're going to open up um, in Isaiah. And this is a bit of a context to, to this, um, the verses that we will read in a moment. We're looking at um, Isaiah over here in, in, verses 40, in ver, um, chapter 43, where um, there's this context of where Isaiah is writing from. And he's over here and he's prophesying about the Babylonians and about how they're going to um, conquer and they're going to um, descending Judah into this 70 years of exile. And he's prophesying here and he prophesies not only about this coming of what's happening with this captivity, but also beyond that to that eventual judgment that will come upon them and what they will do to Judah. But what's incredibly um, fascinating here, that at the time where Isaiah is prophesying here, that he is prophesying that Babylon was this up-and-coming power, that, you know, they, they are rising up, that they have got this um, power behind them. But before they would even be judged, that they're going to become this dominating superpower, and what's really fascinating there is that as they're rising, they're all powerful, this mighty force, that the Israelites over here, that they're like, that's okay. We're, we're feeling all right because of God who is on their side. Because what they're able to do is to remember what God has done for them. What they were remembering was the God who was able to be able to split the Red Sea and to create a pathway for them. That they're the God, that's who they're remembering, that's who they have their faith in, that's who they have their trust in. They know that they have a God who is for them and a God who provides for them. So they're like, yeah, it's a superpower, yeah, they've got some mighty force behind them, but we have a God who is able to do and be able to part the seas for us. So they've got this confidence in them, they've got this, this idea of who God is and remembering what God has done for them. So now Isaiah writes um, here in, in Isaiah 43. Can we take a moment and pray as we open up the word? Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you are a mighty God, that you are a God who provides, you're a God that redeems, you're a God that heals, you're a God that restores. And Lord, as we open up your word this morning, what we know is that it is living and it is active and it is alive in us today. That God, it has the power to change our lives, it has the power to, to transform our lives, it has the power to, Lord, just change us from where we're at. So Jesus, as we open up this word, may we have ears to hear, may we have hearts that are open to receive what you would say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have your Bibles with you, we are turning to Isaiah 43, verses 16 to 21. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a pathway through the mighty waters, 
who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, provide because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Have you ever felt frustration with the idea of a barrier or a blockage that comes? That, you know, maybe in your life you've got this well-laid-out plan that you know where you're heading, you've got it all mapped out, you know where you're going, you've got everything covered from A to Z and it's all going well and you're treading along well and you're up to maybe E or F or something like this and then, woof, a barrier comes. A blockage is there. Something's in your way that, that presents itself and it presents like a, a big blockage that now stands in front of you and to where you're going. Maybe it may even feel as big as the Red Sea is in front of you and you've got to get your way across. Have you ever felt that, that idea of you're heading somewhere and there's this big barrier that comes there's this thing that comes in your way and it may be as big and this obvious barrier that may be coming in your way. Or maybe it's a barrier that's a little bit subtle. There's a barrier that actually you're heading somewhere but there's this thing that just presents itself. This subtle thing that, that pops up. This thing that from time to time there's this, just this block that comes, this barrier that comes in your way. Something that stops you from where you're at to where you're heading and it just, boom, it, it shows up. You may have great plans for fitness. Now, listen, can I just tell you, with the Olympics going on, <laughs> with the Olympics going on, the gym is so busier, busier than January. And I'm like, why is it so busy? And I'm like, oh, it's the Olympics. The people are getting inspired, they're getting to the gym, or it could be the rain and they can't do the exercise outside. I'm not sure. Either way, it's really, really busy right now. But there may be barriers. There may be things that you've got set out and you've got planned and just ideas. Like maybe you were planning on going on a holiday and boom, COVID hit. Who was in this boat? Yeah, we were doing the 25-year anniversary, going to Europe, having a cruise. The worst combination right there, boom, barrier. Or maybe it is more subtle. Maybe it is things that pop up throughout your, your life where there's just these niggly things and subtle things that may come and present themselves as a bit of a hindrance, a bit of a stop, a bit of an annoyance, a bit of a, oh, why is that thing there? something that just presents itself in us. What about if, what about if that barrier that's in front of you or that more of a subtle thing that pops up, what if that thing isn't so bad? What if embedded in the barrier contains something that's going to help you? What if the barrier actually, what, what comes, what benefits you there, Maybe there's something in there that actually is going to benefit me. It's going to help me. We don't want it. We don't want it there. It's stopping us. It's preventing us. It's this huge block. But what about 
if that barrier has an opportunity? What if the barrier that sits itself in front of us is an opportunity for us to, for God to grow character, for God to grow resilience, for God to grow love in our lives, for God to grow something in us that actually is going to help us for the journey on the other side? Is the barrier, there may be an opportunity. So what happens when barriers come? What do you do when a barrier comes in front of you? You may be mindful of something, um, even now in this moment, that, you know, a barrier presents itself to us. Well, what do we do? What do you think most people do? What do you think people have always done and they're probably doing right now? We're probably doing nothing. It's like, okay, it's there. I'm stuck. What do I do? I'm just going to hold back. I'm going to live life back here because there's barriers here. But what about if that barrier has potential to grow us? What about if that barrier has opportunity to strengthen something in us? What about if that relationship and a barrier came in it? It helps us to be a, find our identity and who Christ is. It helps us to find out actually who are we. What about if there's a barrier in the family situation, dynamics, and there's something going, what, out, what about if the barrier helps us grow in more love, unconditional love, towards that is? There will be a whole range of barriers that will be unique to each and every one of us here today. That some may be huge and obvious and, yep, I can see it. Some that we've learned to live with. Some that maybe pop up from time to time. But the barriers in our lives that we can look at them as a barrier and a blockage and something that's stopping us and whinge and whine and carry on about it. Or we can take it as an opportunity to see actually, well, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And what are you growing in me? That that barrier doesn't need to stop us. That barrier doesn't need to hold us back. That barrier doesn't need to um, stop us from going to the places that we, we think God is taking us. To say that those barriers may contain something in it that is actually a gift to us. Something that may actually just show us more of who God is. It may reveal something that can grow in us that is more Christ-like. It's never fun, <laughs> but it's good. You get on the other side of one of those barriers, right, and you know it was good for you. It grew something. You could never have had that in your life had you not gone through the barrier. So we will see barriers as opportunities. Or maybe the, the greatest um, barrier for you is actually what God used to do. That maybe you would, um, you would just, as a, a new Christian and finding out who God is, and you would open up and you would, you would remember the days of where God would um, show you a scripture in the Bible, where you would open it up and it would speak directly to you and like, yes, that's exactly where I'm at. That's exactly what I'm feeling. God, you know me. You're speaking so clearly to me. And that's how he used to speak. Or maybe the Holy Spirit, as you, you were um, noticing the Holy Spirit in your life, that you would get all the feels and you would feel the heart racing and you could feel the presence of God on your life and you, could, you know that he is there. You have just this physical feeling of, God, you're here, the te tears come down and, and everything's happening. And you know how 
it used to feel. And it's like, God, I want that. I knew that you were speaking because I could feel it. I knew that you were present because my physical body felt you with me. But maybe God is doing that in a different way. Maybe there is a growth in us that actually you don't need this anymore. Because what, what we are told, that, we, that we, would, um, we would grow in maturity, that we would be more like Christ, that what God used to do for us isn't what he's going to do for us today, that we get all those feels when, listen, I was there, I remember, who else used to have that? You know, you just get all the feels, the tears, everything's happening, you'd open up the Bible and I was like, yes, that's it, that's exactly how I feel. And now you open it up and it's like, okay, love more and and don't be so angry. And it's, you know, all those great ones that actually grow us. That actually when there there is things facing us, they're not always easy scriptures to read, but they're scriptures that grow us as Christ. That we start looking a little bit more like Christ looks. That we still want sometimes what we used to have speak to me God like you used to speak to me Lord may your Holy Spirit be with me like you used to be but I feel like God's saying is that I'm still speaking but it's on a different frequency I'm still with you but it feels different that as we grow in maturity that sometimes the barrier can be is like well I don't know if God's with me because I don't feel it like I used to feel it I don't hear him like I used to hear him. But maybe that's a good thing. Because maybe he's, he's growing you in a way that you get to tune into him in a different way. You get to hear him, you get to feel him, you get to see him working in different ways. Forget not his faithfulness, but forget the form that it came in. He is always faithful, but he's ever-changing. He is a creative God. He is a God that moves and only how God can move. And we just navigate and we follow after him. Sometimes we can say, take me back to how it used to be. But God is doing a new thing. God is speaking. It's like that we don't get stuck in the past. We don't get stuck in what used to be. We don't get stuck in thinking of the good old days. Because God is doing something today. And it's not necessarily how we've experienced him, how we've had him speak to us before, how we've seen him move. It won't necessarily be the same, but he's doing a new thing. And that whilst we'll have this idea of what God did, and whether it be in our family, in our upbringing, it might be that you're brought up in a very traditional way of church and and how God um, presents in that is very different to what you're experiencing today. And what we can't do is drag God from 1980 into 2021, right? We can't drag him in because all it does is hinder us that we get stuck because we put God in a box and this is how he moves and this is how he goes and this is how we now experience him now. That we don't get stuck. That we move according to how God moves. Isaiah shows us this picture of the Red Sea and from the wonders of that early wilderness journey. 
but he issues an important reminder. He says, the past can teach and illustrate, but it must not bind us. The past will show us, God, how he moved, what he done, what he has done, how he's faithful, how he has walked with us, but he must not be contained to that. It's fascinating that um, the switch between verses 16 and 17, then on to 18. In verse 16 and 17, Israel is told to look to the past by remembering what God has done. Look to the past and remember that God who split that Red Sea and made a pathway that all the Israelites went through, all their gear, all the children, all the people, all the women, all the men, all their stuff, everything went through. Remember that. They're saying this in verses 16 and 17. But then in verses 18, they're told, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. This shows us that there is this sense of we can remember the past, but the terms of what God's done and the great works he has done. But there is a sense that we are to forget the past and move on and move forward to what God has for us in the future. That we do not get stuck and we do not contain God to what he has done. Because there are always greater things in front of us, right? There are always greater things that God wants to do in our lives, that we would be open to those things. If the Israelites were just contained with and focused on this idea of these Babylonian, this superpower, these these people at work, and they were concentrating just on this barrier and they never looked to God, I don't know if they'd experience the new, the way that God moved in their lives. So don't get stuck. There are these potentials to keep us stuck. And they might be a barrier in our lives. They might be a barrier that is evident, that is just directly there, boom, you're on that pathway and it it comes. It may be one that um, pops up from time to time, might be one that you've lived with forever. They're the potentials to get us stuck. Or it might be that maybe we just got to forget some things. Forget how... God used to work. Don't get stuck and hindered by those things. But to, to start to look to God, to actually, what are you doing today? What are you up to today, God? What is it that you're wanting to do in my life? Where are you? What are you saying to me? That we don't remember those good old days and maybe the church service that was, you know, just that service where God showed up and he moved. And I remember that day. Can we just have that day back? God's saying, forget those things. I've got a new thing coming. I've got a new thing coming. What might happen at this live recording night where True North launches an album and we come with an expectation of God is going to do something new. That as our creative team have um, put all these songs together and he could launch in that space, what will God do in that space? The things that are in the future, the things that God is continually doing. That we don't look to the old, but we think of the new things, that we would not get stuck. Whenever I'm sort of doing a message, I think of Glenn Vorza. She's up the back there. And I look at the amazing woman. Now, I look at her from a distance. I'm not always here at Mullaloo. But what I see in Glenn 
is that anyone that knows her knows that there's no barrier that's going to stop her from getting to where she wants to go. Is that right, Ken? <laughs> yes, he says. Be- <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now, she is an amazing woman that in the stage of life where she's at, she'd be like, I've done great things. Like, I've had a great life. I've lived a great life. There's this, now this season that I can put my feet up and retire. There's no way she's going to retire. That she sees an opportunity. And she doesn't let her age be a barrier. And she says, what if we start a group in the prime golden years of life? I wonder if she ever imagined there'd be a, like the doors filled and the barrier is where do we put all the people? But that never stops her. She's always on the move. She's always thinking, well, if that can't happen, let's do this. If that can't happen, how about we explore that? There's no barrier that's going to stop to be able to create a space where these, all these people from the community, from church that come into this place and they get to experience the love that is in this place. They get to experience this, this few hours of just creating a space where they can enjoy each other's company. But not only do they do it as an internal thing, but they're like, how do we look externally? The amount that they get to give to different missions and funds and um, fundraising and all these kinds of things, Esther House and all these kinds of places where they have a far greater reach outside of their, their, their group that meet here on a Tuesday. It comes from a person that knows that a barrier is an opportunity. And age and stage of life ain't going to stop her. That she lives this life in such a way that um, she just looks to God and she sees God and she sees the potential that there is. God says, forget the former things. Don't get stuck in the past. Don't start worrying about the things that I am a God who parts the seas. I'm a God who makes a way. I'm a God who's doing a new thing. I'm a God who is about what's in front of you rather than what's behind you. That look to me. In the verse it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. It's in the scene. So the question is, what do you see? Are you seeing a God who is able? Are you seeing a God who is limitless? Are you seeing a God who can part the seas? Are you seeing a God who can do immeasurably more than what you could ever ask or imagine? Are you seeing a God who is sovereign? Are you seeing a God who holds it all in his hands? Are you seeing the one who is the I am? He says, see, I am. Do we see him or do we see and squarely look at the barrier? Because as we see the I am, there is endless opportunity. There is endless possibility that as we look to the I am, that he is doing incredible work in our lives and through our lives. And so this verse says, wake up, folks. Wake up. Look around. Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Can you see me? He says, wake up. That honestly, that if you even have a conversation with Glenn Vorsa, you start to wake up in life. You do. 
because she sees it. She sees it. She knows it. She lives it. God says, I'm doing a new thing. That the past cannot keep us stuck. The past cannot hold us back. That if we're only looking behind, we'll never look forward. And these barriers that may present, that as we look to the I am, that honestly, these barriers have the opportunity to contain some benefits for us that will grow us. Now, listen, they're not fun. I'm not not going to lie about that one. They're not always fun. They're not always easy. But on the other side, they are well worth our while because we would never have experienced otherwise. He says, I am doing a new thing. Where is our attention? How do we perceive what is taking place currently? Where, do we, where are we looking? Are we looking at that barrier? Are we looking at the I am? What I find so fascinating is that for these Israelites, that as they had faced this Red Sea, as they had um, got to the edge of that water, and what was in front of them was that barrier of just water. It was, it was water that separated them to go across. And there was a lot to get across there. But the water was the barrier. But then they come to the wasteland. And it's dry, it's parched, it's scorched land. And what becomes a blessing is the streams of water. So what was a barrier becomes his blessing. What stopped them was this water. Now, he says, his streams of water in the wasteland. In our lives, that we could look at the barrier as a problem. Or we could look at the barrier as an opportunity. That we don't get stuck behind it. We don't get held back by it. But we look to the I am who is doing incredible work in us and through us. And we'll do a work through that barrier. I remember many years ago being here at Mullaloo, and it was many, many years ago, actually. And it was about over here on the fourth, I'd always stay on this wing here, about fourth aisle over as my spot. And um, very sheepishly would just um, stay there, be disguised and, you know, in the wing nice and quietly. And the senior pastors at the time, uh, Mark and Karen Wilson, there was an altar call up here. And um, Mark thought it was a great idea to come over and say, Michelle, would you come and pray with the people? Well, listen, I didn't pray for people. I didn't talk to people. I didn't go to the connect group in case anyone talked to me. So I was so shy, so reserved and so scared that this is where I stayed. My little wing in the dark stayed over there. And so he thought, come on, Michelle, there's people here, they need prayer, come with me. And it felt like, no, I don't think it was, but it felt like to me that he had dragged me up. And so I drag my confident husband, who will pray for anybody at this stage. And so then we pray for the person. What was my barrier? Honestly, what I love to do the most is to be able to pray for people. What God used as something that I was terrified of fearful of, scared what might people think, the words that might come out of my mouth absolutely froze me to the point where I'm sure he dragged me down the front. Now, there's no greater thing I get to do than to be able to stand and pray with someone, hear what God would say for them, pray over their lives. That 
there may be barriers in our lives. I'm going to invite the team up. That you're, you're feeling maybe this barrier that it's just blocked you, stopped you, held you in your tracks. That we're going to take a moment, I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. And we're going to take a moment that during this set of worship, that I'd love to invite anybody that would like prayer to come up the front, we'll pray with you. Now, one of your barriers might be, and many people tell me this, after I've, we've had this altar call, they're like, I wanted to come up, but I didn't come up. Don't let the barrier stop you. Sometimes there's action that needs to take place. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us think what other people are going to think. It makes us think about all these external things. You just look at the I am. And if the I am is doing something in your heart right now, come forward. And we would love to pray for you. We've got our team here, and we're going to pray as the team sing and lead us. So as the team come, I'm going to invite you to just come boldly down the front. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Come down the front. Let's pray together. Thanks.